Horror. everybody and welcome back to true believers the podcast where there's never enough said about the mcu today we are talking about falcon and the winter soldier episode three power broker my name is ray ruzo and i have with me chris o'connor off to libertarian paradise and becca raybergen and today we are going on a trip with our favorite piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I did not expect Zemo. Like, I knew we were having Zemo this episode, but this is not... I did not... I was not prepared. Didn't think he was going to join the gang. Yeah. <laughs> temporary a, temporary teammate. A... Oh my goodness, this episode was so good. The tone of this episode was really different from the last two, like... The first one was a lot of setup, and then last week we dug into a lot of like veterans issues and race issues, and it was really. And this was just like, okay, I see where your budget went. <laughs> Let's have an adventure. I like, okay, I forgot that I was watching a TV show and not an actual MCU film. Yeah, no, that's legit. That's that's totally legit. It definitely felt like bigger than a TV show. I'm like, this is Captain America four. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Finally like an actual movie <laughs> uh yeah so so let's jump on in yeah um we start off with this interesting um piece of propaganda mm-hmm. for the global repatriation council reset restore rebuild yeah sure. three r's reduce recycle reuse i bet there's like a, <laughs> a captain repatriation cartoon for kids there probably is oh god but there's something interesting that i caught in this ad which is that they say getting you back into your homes and jobs. Mm-hmm. And then I think about Aunt May and how, like, when she came back, there was somebody else living in her apartment. Yeah. It sounds like the GRC is would have kicked those people out of the apartment so that May could go back. Maybe. like, so- And then think about it in terms of, like, the Flag Smashers and their interest in the people in the refugee camps. I don't think those refugee camps are the people who came back. You think they're the people who are still there? I mean, why else yeah. would she be so invested in them? Um, one of the things in this ad that, that caught my attention was uh, getting you used to changes in society, laws, and borders. <laughs> So there's clearly been some <laughs> geographical, uh, or at least some geopolitical shifts. I mean, Sokovia doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. It got, you know, cannibalized. Yeah. yeah. Literally no longer. It happens. There. It does. But I'm also thinking, like, I mean, in the United States, I'm sure it was more just like people shifting state to state. But in places like Europe, you know, 
you might go to the nearest large city, which might not be within technically within your country. Mm -hmm. In which case, you know, we would think that the European Union would kind of, in theory, still hold weight, but, like, you don't know. Because, like, you don't know. In times of crisis, like, uh, people tend to, even even if they need to sort of expand their tribe and, and work as uh, in a more collective, larger unit, they oftentimes contract and things get smaller. Yeah. They get insular um, instead of. So it's, it's entirely yeah. possible that uh, the European Union would not sort of provide the the larger structure that it should, and like city states may have you know cropped up as their own little forces. You know, like it- Italy may have descended yeah. into like uh, Renaissance era <laughs> like city state war. It's like Rome versus Man- oh my God. Uh, Manila. <laughs> this is Sparta. That's a TV show to watch. Milan, yeah. <laughs> Naples and yeah, 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 that'd be fun. That would that'd be pretty sweet, actually. <laughs> it wouldn't be sweet. It'd be fun. It'd be a fun show. No, but it wouldn't be sweet. And then Ronan would show up for a couple of months, kill a bunch of people, and leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really would like just watch a po- like a post-apocalyptic show about what things were like during oh, those five years. I think I I think there's not it's not a negative chance i think it's definitely a chance you can never really say never with the mcu these days but like we might get something like set during then yeah it would be maybe an interesting we'll, like give us more money <laughs> maybe maybe we'll see some stuff in hawkeye flashbacks to explain why um, he can't yeah. be with his family things to talk about when when we talk about <laughs> it i guess yeah yeah so after this shiny ad we get a not so shiny police cruiser with the grc not even cruiser it's a fucking tank it's a personnel tank uh they barge in on that uh store owner that we saw in the last episode internet cafe helping Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm like john has hit this downward spiral fast yeah (laughs) he's already slamming people into walls going do you know who i am all things considered after getting spat on i expected his I, i expected his response to be a lot worse than that actually like being spit I, on I is like the, legally uh, assault, and like people respond very, very yeah. negatively to that. Yeah. Also, mm. um, the use of you know needing needing Hoskins to translate for him, like <laughs> that was very American. <laughs> that was very yeah. Captain America. That was very, that was very uh, like the ugly American tourist. Like yeah. I don't speak your crazy language. You speak English. You speak American. Meanwhile, Steve is like on voir. and I love the the cafe guy's responsive i know and i don't care and yeah. you americans are all just brutes <laughs> the mental image of the united states being the global schoolyard bully barging into other countries with our military presence everywhere yeah not a good look sometimes sometimes so they realize they have no leads on carly they cannot find any anything about the flag smashers or where they've gone and they're like okay cool Let's just see what Sam and Bucky do and follow them. Well, I think instead of following Sam and Bucky, they originally were just, I think they were just a step, I think they were two steps behind Sam and Bucky, because I think they immediately went to, well, let's go talk to Zemo. And yeah. and then well, and then they found out that Sam and Bucky were into it. Um, well, I so. think it was just the matter of, like, let's bet on somebody who has a better hand, mm-hmm. that being Bucky and Sam. Mm-hmm. My interpretation of that was that they were talking about Zemo, but it could be either one. Yeah. They're just a few, they're just slightly behind, they're, yeah. but they were on the same trail. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of Zemo. So Zemo. 
Let's go to Berlin or wherever he's being held. I think it's Berlin. I don't some remember. German, some German prison. Bucky's insisting that he goes in alone. <laughs> oh. I love that as Boxcar, soon as he steps into that cell, like you start hearing that Civil War music. Like I love how consistent yes. they're being. Oh, it's so great. Also, <laughs> Just the first thing Zemo starts up with as soon as he sees Bucky is the trigger words. Yeah. Which Obviously, he has no effect, and he knows they're not going to have an effect at this point, but he's just a troll. I mean, he's trying to, he's, he's, he is, he is definitely a troll. He's a troll for sure, but he's also stuck in this one place and they need him for something. So he's trying to regain some form of power. Yeah. If he had any internet access Mm. at all, you know that Zemo would spend a lot of time on 4chan. Also, I went. Do we know? Was there a definite confirmation of Zemo's blip status? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. He looks pretty good for a dude who's been in jail for seven years, theoretically. Yeah. And he would be in like complete isolation. Like they would keep him away from the general population. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not going to. Yeah. Not going to fight. He's just kind of there. And like he yeah. was already enough in his own head. He, he was crazy in his own way already. So. Yeah, and you can see with his cell, like, he's clearly got, like, books and things, and, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. It's Europe. You can keep prisoners yeah. engaged in things mentally. Yeah. Like, That's fine. Here's your TV. Yeah. Here's, your, here's your PlayStation. I mean, generally, prisons in Europe are a lot are better than... Become more comfortable. Well, in the West. You don't want to go to Eastern European prison. No, you don't. Well, yeah. And as much as, as, much as the prisons um, are better, also don't mess with, like, German cops. Yeah. So I I appreciated. So Zemo uses the the code words, and he's like, "I know that, you know, I know they're not going to have any effect, but I wanted to see what what it does." And he looks, they look into each other, they gaze into each other's eyes, <laughs> and then Zemo goes, "There's still something in there," because I mean, we know that Bucky yeah. struggles, and we know that yeah. that's always going to be in Bucky. Of course, so. he does. I actually think part of what might be hard being around Sam is that Bucky still carries all of this really dark shit with him. Mm-hmm. And with if Steve chose Sam to be the next cap, that, like, elevates him a little bit. Like, yeah, you know, even in Civil War, Bucky was like, I'm not sure I'm worth all of this like, yeah. redemption that you're trying to give me. And I doubt that that's completely gone, you know? Yeah, Bucky. My middle man. Bucky Bear. Um, so just a really funny note. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the little bit where Bucky's like, so what are you reading? And he says Machiavelli, which obviously, you know, gives the audience that, oh, the ends justify the means. Because um, that's what we all know Machiavelli for. Is it better to be loved than feared? Which book was he reading? Well, the implication would be the prince. Like, he was <laughs> not reading the prince. He wasn't right. even re- reading what? a book written by Machiavelli. What he <laughs> was reading was a book called Fortune is a River, Leonardo da Vinci and Niccolo Machiavelli's Magnificent Dream to Change the Course of Florentine History. <laughs> okay. That sounds like some cut DLC from Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That does. That does. Right, so we clip from immediately from the the stuff with with Zemo and Bucky into this like you know garage container garage. thing, 
And Sam's like, where the hell are we? And Bucky's being evasive. Apparently they're still in the prison. <laughs> the prison garage. <laughs> Let me walk you through a hypothetical. It's been this easy for him to escape the entire time. And my immediate thought was, oh, Rocket would be so proud of this. <laughs> right? A friend of mine was watching this scene and she goes, oh no, is Bucky going to do a thing? Bucky's doing a thing. And I'm like, Bucky already did the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bucky did the thing before he even knew the thing had happened. I, like, I also like how he, ref- how he referred to people as meatware. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hacking is social engineering. You know, yep. attack the weakest point in the chain. It's the people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. So first, Bucky, you know, manages to slip a you know ca- a security card into the book, and then he tosses the note at the guys playing chess. So they start a fight, which then causes all of the guards to inter- intervene and then lock everything down. And then, um, you know, Zemo gets out. He knocks out steals a guard, the steals the uniform, sets off. It's been that easy for him the entire time. He just waited until something caught his interest. Yeah. It's like, I have to have a reason to break out of prison. He does, because he's yeah. a little shit. Yeah. yeah. He's our little shit. Yeah, you gotta imagine anybody who could, like, sneakily take out the Avengers by himself with none, with no superpowers. Uh, I mean, apart from, I'm rich. Uh, yeah. yeah. The guy could probably also just break out of prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And I just really love the... The way he they that Sam and Bucky react to him when he first comes down. If I may. No. No. I really think I'm invaluable. Shut up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, you're starting to endear yourself to me. God damn it. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And then the cars. His family was royalty. <laughs> Actually, is a bar- so I'm a Baron. Okay, wait. In Civil War, does he ref- does he ever get referred to as Baron Zemo? No. He's just Zemo. No, he's just Zemo. He's he's Sokovian special. Ops. Yeah, and there was no implication that he um, had any like great wealth. Like he had he he, no. he had to have money to do the things he did, but not great. Yeah, right. He had resources. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just being a post-Soviet country, being like. <laughs> It's not something you would want to advertise, I don't think. No. Maybe not. Well, post-Soviet. Yeah. Afterwards, you can res- you can have a restoration, so to right. speak. So here's sort of my assumption. I'm like going back in the Zemo family history. <laughs> as, as the Soviet Revolution was happening and the USSR was expanding, uh, the Zemo family moved their assets into Germany. A a Dr. Zemo may have worked for the Reich. Very, very yes. plausible. I mean, that's not very plausible. Because that, that that old hood was just sitting in one of the old cars, wasn't it? Was it was it like a forties era car? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's grandpa's old hood. But as for Helmet himself, I think he might have been a bit <laughs> of a uh, black sheep of the family. Does maybe. his own thing. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he was. Maybe he was bored, and that's why he joined Special Ops, because he was freaking bored. Maybe. Um, I mean, we've seen But he did things. genuinely seem to love his wife and his yeah. son. Yeah. Yeah. That was... So maybe... Yeah. Maybe he just wanted his son to, like, not grow up in that weird aristocratic life. Yeah. So he was, you know... Who knows? Who knows? I'm just trying to make it make sense. 
Because like, my but he still has like, a private plane and an old servant who still has the a plane. private plane. He, he has a wood house. He, yes. he has a wood house. He has he has a wood house slash um Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> More wood house than Alfred. A little bit. I love how he tells him like if like when they find out the fridge is broken, he's like, if, if it, it doesn't, doesn't pass the smell test, give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> Good to have you back, sir. So this plane ride um, really worked for me. It really like, you know, there was a lot of call, a really big, important callback to Civil War. Because, um, you know, first he's talking about, ooh, like, um, who is this Nakajima person? Not- Bucky, yeah. obviously. Winter Soldier. Re- yeah, reacts. Yeah. And, um, and threatens him if you touch that again. Sam's like, you. I know that it's notebook. It's the same notebook. That was Steve's notebook. Right. And it's the, so it's the same notebook from Winter Soldier. And, yep. and then they go off on this great Marvin Gaye rip, which I I love. <laughs> I loved it so much. But he then, is out of line, but he's right. <laughs> he's out of line, but he's right. Perfectly encapsulates the African-American experience. <laughs> Sam gets to this point where um, he goes, Steve adored Marvin Gaye. And then Zemo kind of turns it. And he starts talking about, like, the dangers of, of putting people, especially, like, superheroes and super soldiers up on a pedestal, is that you mm-hmm. stop seeing their flaws. And what I was, was mm-hmm. really reminded of in was from Civil War, when they have that, you know, confrontation in Siberia, um, when they're face-to-face, him and Steve, for the first time, he goes, there's a, there's a hint of green in the blue of your eyes. Like, mm. and that was really, that was, was really good to find a flaw. Also, for some reason, I'm just thinking about when Tony was saying, like, oh, you know, like, all I ever wanted to do was punch you in your perfect teeth. Yeah. Which which is sort of, like, the dark side of someone being, like, untouchable, is that you can also build them up as, like, a negative. There's a jealousy in involved, yeah. Look at Mr. Boy Scout. <laughs> Dad always yeah. thought this guy was perfect, and I could never yeah. live up to him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because they were the same age. I don't understand why his son would be compared to a peer. Well, Steve got perfectly encapsulated at 25 years old forever for everyone in that era. He got encapsicled. (laughs) You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a middle-aged man who has a a crisis and falls apart. (laughs) And then we find out that they are going to Madripoor. What a cool name. It is such a cool name. Uh, but before we get to Madripoor, we take a side, a quick little like minute long, two minute long side jaunt to Riga in Latvia. Latvia. Not Latveria. Latvia. Latvia. A real place, not a fictional place. <laughs> a real place. So um, this is where we see Carly going and speaking to a dying woman or possibly she's already dead by the time she gets there. I don't know. Did you notice the, the necklace that the necklace that they were holding yeah. was it was a world with the in the ball yeah. So I wonder if yeah, they didn't, it's a Hamsa. Like, develop. I mean, it's a little untraditional for one of them because typically the pinky finger kind of bends outward too. But generally, um, you see that symbol in basically all of the Middle Eastern Abrahamic traditions. So you will see Middle Eastern Christians and Jews and Islamic mm-hmm. people, um, and it's supposed to ward off the evil eye. That's that's what the Hamsa is. It reminded me a little bit of the Flag Smasher symbol. Obviously, like... I think... An evolution. Oh, obviously. So, yeah. I feel like this piece of jewelry was owned by um, 
Mad- Donya Madani. Yeah. And um, Carly used it for inspiration mm-hmm. for that logo. Yeah. And now we go to Madripoor. The sexy, sexy skyline shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's like straight off of a comic page. Pirate City, oh, okay. Southeast Asia. Whee! <sighs> and, like, it's definitely an updated view of what Madripoor, like, used to be envisioned as in the comics. Mm-hmm. I see, you see very, like, I don't know, like, Hong Kong, Seoul, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. With the, with all the colored lights. Yeah. But I'm also just like, yes, this is this is Madripoor. This is where you go to do all the crime and not get in any trouble for it. It's where you go when you have been replaced by a scroll queen for two for God knows how long and you just oh, need to no. kill things. This is where they go when Marvel decides to turn you into a red room Cylon and you now have a massive identity crisis and just want to kill things. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, they turned that into a Cylon. It was really freaking weird. By your command. So Bucky is being the Winter Soldier again, which must suck. Yeah. Sam's got some fancy clothes. They're just like walking up. They're just like walking up the the bridge, like the really cool bridge. It must be a real bridge somewhere. Um, And then there's just a car waiting for them. Sam is impersonating Conrad Mack, a.k.a. Smiling Smiling Tiger. Tiger. Who is a comic thing? I didn't look that deep into it. It's just weird. Only an yeah. American would assume that a fashion-forward black man would have to be a pimp. <laughs> it was a pimp. It's like, shut up, European royalty. Shut up. Come on, Zemo. Stop Stop being accurate about he's, things. He's, he's needling him. He's, he's just needling him at every he really turn. Is. He's such fucking shit. I love it. And so Zemo's like, we're going to Lowtown. Sam says, oh, let me guess. We don't have any friends in Hightown. Hmm. Sam, maybe you do. Mm-hmm. You just don't know it yet. Maybe. Yeah. But you get all these really cool shots of what Lowtown looks like and just like all these weird Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. That is very much the vibe that I get that I Also, like a lot of the people there look queer, which kind of made me mm-hmm. happy because like, yeah, absolutely. Like that's where you go when you end up without resources and you still kinda wanna live it up. <laughs> Madripoor just takes everybody. But you also see graffiti on one of the walls. It's like the power broker is watching. What was the name of the bar? I know we had the logo. It's called the Brass Monkey. The Brass Monkey. But that's only like you only see the monkey logo and you would have to know the comics. Oh yeah, it was a yeah, yeah. it was a cool monkey logo. Yeah, it was, it was an awesome cool. company. Awesome monkey it's logo. It's one of those anyway, things monkey. you would have to know like Oh no, it's an yeah, Ebola monkey. Men related comics to know. I love that as they walk into the bar, you hear um Zemo you know, say ready to comply, Winter Soldier. So, it's like, <laughs> which is which is just as much a key a key phrase for everybody in the bar. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so they're looking for this person, <laughs> Selby, who, mm-hmm. um, little tiny comic bit. Uh, the, uh, Selby is part of the mutant resistance, basically. Um, Interesting. In X-Men comics in Madripoor. So. Interesting. Not for long. <laughs> nope so they go to the bartender <laughs> the bartender oh my god poor sam that was basically my my thought for this whole episode same as usual sam. smiling tiger <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Snake. <laughs> snake 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 guts belly snake venom innards. something i don't know <laughs> i nearly threw up watching this because like, right, it just cool. like turned my stomach so i'm like oh you poor thing like, all right cool and Zemo knew it. Zemo knew that exactly that that's what they were going to give him. And he was just like, <laughs> uh, I wonder what they actually gave Anthony Mackie to drink. 
probably something like normal. a yeah, like a <laughs> jello, like like a jello worm, you know, gummy yeah. worm inside a gummy worm inside some water. Gummy worm. Because you probably have to do it a couple of times. So mm-hmm. there's a little bit of exposition, just with like, yeah, you're not welcome here. And Zima's like, I have no business with the power broker. He's like, do you know him only by reputation? He is the judge, jury, and executioner here. Sure. And then someone starts to get suspicious of Sam, so Bucky starts tearing shit up. Well, Bucky starts tearing shit up after Zemo says Winter Soldier attack. Attack. Oh, yeah. I love how he, like... I love how he, like, leans into Sam, and he's like, isn't it interesting how he goes right back to his Mm -hmm. old way? He's like, you know, driving a little wedge in there, a little needling, Mm -hmm. just, just a little... Just a little bit of suggestion to to put a put some doubt in just, the partnership. Just poking, poking at old wounds. But yeah, like I imagine <laughs> the muscle memory of of responding like that is still very much a thing for Bucky. So, well, for what it's worth, he seemed to have a face like mm, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did because he well, had he did to do it. You know, stay in character, uh, otherwise the whole bar will. But it already did, which isn't probably something that you should say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like. Just like, um, Keep your, before... maintain your cover. Keep lying. Yeah. Don't let them know you're a narc. Right before the bar, sta- the bar fight um, started, <laughs> there was, yeah, Zemo's like, this is everything I know about Madripoor, and I'm going to say it out loud where everybody can hear me and know that I am talking to people who are not supposed to be here. <laughs> why is he telling, Ma- why is he telling Smiling Tiger all about Madripoor? Smiling Tiger knows everything about Madripoor. I talked to him last week, right here in Madripoor. Wasn't he supposed to be, like, somewhere else this week? <laughs> I follow that guy on Instagram. I could swear he's somewhere. <laughs> he's he's at a party right now. So they finally get in to see Selby. They're trying to find out information on the serum. And in exchange, Zemo will give Selby the Winter Soldier and does all that creepy face touching. The, hand, the, touch, like, yeah, the chin. You can have my pet. Stroke his, <laughs> stroke his Luke Skywalkery <laughs> face. Just I'm just up. sitting here. I'm like, I'm just waiting for Ao3 to do its thing. Oh, I'm sure. It's <laughs> I'm sure it's happening. Oh, so one of the things that I loved when they're on their way in to meet with Selby, the the slow motion, um, like gangster walk with the to the Edith Piaf song. Also, here's a um, very serious question. You are in a strange place, and you are pretending to be someone else, and this is, in theory, a covert <laughs> operation. Why the fuck is your cell phone on? <laughs> Dipshit! Answer Ugh. it on speaker. God. And he's got, like, no way to, like, communicate to his sister, and he's just like, oh yeah, the bank- He tries to- He's just trying. He's just trying to be an asshole, so she hangs up on him. Also, his nephew seems to have gotten into some Cheerios. Mm. Must it sounds like a big deal? I hope they're honey nut Cheerios. Like Sarah's having a hard day. Who's Sam? Kill um, them! Kill them all! And then she gets shot does from outside of the bar. Sounds like they have a guardian angel looking out for them. Bounty immediately goes out on them. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a large bounty that was put. Um, yeah, some Bitcoin in there, I think. Also, poor Sam, poor Sam, trying to run in some heels. Uh, I think every female superhero is just like, yeah, now you know what it feels like. We do this all the goddamn time because <laughs> men design our costumes. But in the universe, it makes sense because of these myriad reasons that you know only hold water within the universe that I have created. 
kind of like how a bra will strangle you in space. So they're on the run, and suddenly, a friend from Hightown steps out of the shadows. Who might this be? Mm, it's Sharon. Sharon Carter, warlord of Madripoor. One very pissed off Sharon. This was delicious. She's, I mean, she kind of has every right to be. Like Everybody else yeah. got a pardon. <laughs> I didn't have the Avengers to back me up. Yeah, that's that was her line. Yeah. And then also she's like, I had to, I stole your wings. To save your ass so that you could save his ass from his ass. ass. So great. It was so great. And here you are with him, jerks. She's like, I hate all of you, just so you know. Oh, it was so good. But she's like, okay, I got a place in Hightown where you can lie low. Yeah. Uh, Apparently she's working. um, Working. What is she doing? Dealing stolen art. I forget if it was Zemo or Bucky who said half the stuff at the Louvre is fake. Oh, yeah. What does Google tell you? Yeah. <laughs> like, like Sam's like, that can't be true. I know pulls I'm out not as phone. worldly as you guys. And then Bucky goes, what does Google say? <laughs> <laughs> no shit. He's like, shit. It's <laughs> great. And so she's clearly hosting some, you know, she's got some clients coming in. So everybody's got to change. And we get the, you know. I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, it's like a big open room. It, it reminded me like of all those apartments in like 80s movies set in New York where somebody's like stupid rich and has a gigantic studio apartment with like random yeah. art on the wall, you know, just random art everywhere and like things in the middle of the room that don't make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is where the real like hurt comes out. She's like, you know, the whole hero jo- thing is a joke, right? It's all hypocrisy. It does know that. How is the new cap? It does know, know that. And not so deep down. Oh, yeah. But I love her point. With Bucky, where it's like, oh, don't even get me started. Before all of this, you are Mr. Star-Spangled Man, Mr. America, Cap's best friend. And, like, she has a very good point. Bucky believes in that stuff, even if he's a tired old man. the thing is, I don't know if he believes in that stuff, because he said... I'm just thinking about the scene in the bar in the first Avenger, where he's like, are you ready to follow Captain America into the... Whatever, into, into the battlefield? And he's like... No, but I'll follow that ki- skinny kid from Brooklyn. He believed not in the accoutrement so much as he believed in Steve. He believed in the man behind it. Which kind of gets into mm-hmm. Zemo's thing about symbols. Mm-hmm. Anyways, she's like, I'll, bum, bum, bum. I'll see what I can find out. Well, she, you guys stay out of trouble. Yeah, which is... She warns, well, she warns them off at first. She says you gotta... Oh, yeah, she tells she, them to yeah. stay out of this for your own safety. Yeah. No. And, and it, she's like, stay out of trouble. And so what do they do? They go party? I'm like, what? Just stay there in the nice apartment. What? Whatever. Yes, but then <laughs> we wouldn't be able just... to see Zemo dance. <laughs> that is the most white boy dancing it's I've so ever seen. great. It's, it's so like Night at the Roxbury, you know, just like European discotheque electronica dancing yep. from the 90s. Oh, it is so good. And so, and, and, you know, like Twitter has had a real field day with this. Uh, we on our feed and like back and forth, we've shared like, um, what is it? Zemo dancing Two is like a whole Twitter handle <laughs> where it's just a loop of that video of him doing his stupid dance to all kinds of different music. And that's a lot of fun. And then like a lot of people have, have you know, just posted that gif and been like, let me get this straight. Loki, Ultron, Thanos, all of them failed to beat the Avengers. And they lost to this white <laughs> this guy. guy. But this little shit. <laughs> but this is the guy that beat them? What? Like, yeah. 
Well, because he did what he does best. He pokes at what's already there and lets them do the rest. He wasn't trying to kill them all. He was just trying to make them kill each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a much easier thing than killing all of them. He didn't he didn't have that that uh, the great power of Loki or Ultron or Thanos to to face them in the open. He didn't have that choice. He had to undermine them and uh you know, think outside the box proverbially and to fight laterally and to be a little gorilla and uh you know, just mm-hmm. do it differently. <laughs> uh and, and that was uh that's a fun little just a fun little notion. <laughs> yep. And then all of a sudden, Sharon pops up and goes, I found him. Found him. Yeah, it was like a, a one-minute montage, if that, yeah. of them, like, dancing and partying. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, this thing that was going to be so difficult for me to do. Up, oh, solved it. Real quick. Yep. I got the answer for you. He's in a container. He's in a uh, container, but the ship was stuck in the middle of the Suez Canal. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm so sad that it is it is now working because that ship was giving me so much serotonin. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know why. Just the idea of one stupid ship yeah, that, ruining twelve percent of maritime yeah, trade. That, that pilot. I, I hope. Oh man! Like if you, I hope that they find out the you know that they put the the name of the person piloting the ship when this happened. Just put it in their wiki in the Wikipedia entry for the Suez Canal. It'll be just like <sighs> chef's kiss. <laughs> it's like yeah. no matter how bad you think you're doing at your job. Remember this guy yeah. <laughs> who tried to turn well, to the boat fair, around. This is, like, <laughs> this is like an Icarus flew too close to the sun thing <laughs> because that bow was specially designed to like make the ship more efficient. Mm-hmm. But it's because of that stupid bow that it got stuck <laughs> inside <laughs> the side of the canal. And I'm like, man plans, God laughs. But anyway, so... They do the container. It's like, oh, it's empty. I'm like, really, guys? You, Sam, you really think this thing is empty? Go check the back wall, dumbass. <laughs> and then he's got like a really uh, nice like laboratory in there. Like it's yeah, oof. it's dope. Yeah. It's pretty cool. He's got lots of stuff pretty going on in for, there, like, hidden away in the in the shipping yard. Especially like it's completely off the grid. How are you powering this laboratory, sir? With the hearts and souls of. Madripoor's victim? <laughs> the tears of little children. Yeah. Sure. Let's go with that. Feed um, them into a fusion reactor. But basically, what we get out of Nagel is that he's former Hydra, and he was recruited by he the was CIA. He this close to finishing it. And then he turned to dust. Well, he was working for the CIA when he got dusted. Mm. Um, yeah. He made 20 vials and of he it. he was using... He just that he came back. Blood samples. He was using Isaiah's blood. They had an American test subject. So. <sighs> He's like, I've, yeah. I'm the first one since Erskine. Yeah, I'm so great. And meanwhile, like, Zemo's in the background like, He's gotta have a gun somewhere. <laughs> oh, here it is. <laughs> Zemo's got a gun. <laughs> um, meanwhile, meanwhile, outside, Sharon's dealing with some shit. <laughs> You know, every bounty hunter in Madripoor seems to be showing up at this shipyard. Nagel also tells them that Carly Morgenthau had called about a week ago asking for something to help a woman named Donya Madani, who has tuberculosis. Um, 
And apparently that is a big problem in the camp. And that just like makes me really sad because with access to the right medications, tuberculosis nowadays is really controllable. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to have the right medication. You just have to have the right medication. Also, one little thing that makes me that makes me really mad is the not my pig, not yeah. my farm. I'm like, no, that is backwards. You would have to say not my farm, not my pig. The greater situation is not my problem. Therefore, the details are right. not my problem. Derivative, obviously, of not my circus, not my monkey. Yep. Which I like better. That is a better one. Because, you know. I think monkeys would get into more problems than pigs. Oh, pigs cause problems. 30 or 40 wild hogs. That's right, the feral hogs. (laughs) 30 or 40 feral hogs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but monkeys have opposable thumbs. No, they don't. Yeah, so they can throw their poo. Like, have you ever seen, like, uh, security fit camera footage of a monkey shoplifting a convenience store? It's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Like, the little the little automatic door will open, and you won't notice somebody coming. Because, you know, they're short. And then you look down, and it's like, that's a fucking monkey. And then the monkey walks around, and it picks up all the food it wants. And the store owner's like, hey, wait a second. And it runs away going, ah, ah, ah. It's great. <laughs> it is great stuff. Look for monkeys stealing things on YouTube. So... Now my brain is uh, putting a monkey in place of Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But um, anyway, Sharon's like, we are out of time. We gotta go. This is not working out. I've been fighting lots of guys out here. Getting some really great locks, too. Good stuff. Oh, my God. She was so awesome. Yeah. Reverse triangle. Ah, Good stuff. Knives. The knives. Yep, yep. And it was all, you know, all all in that PG-13 MCU way of, like, cutting away just when things... It's like, you know, she doesn't get to do the full John uh, John Wick. She doesn't doesn't get to completely kill people Mm -hmm. the way that... I mean, sure, we see a guy ripping a a knife out of his arm, but that's very tame in comparison. There wasn't a lot of blood on that knife. So Zemo... The thing that I noticed is that Zemo waited until there was confirmation that there was no serum left in the lab before he shot him. Once right. he heard that, then bang, he's he's gone. Yeah, and then everybody freaks out, and then the whole lab explodes. And he's like, "Oh, you guys, I'm so sorry. I just I slipped. My fingers slipped. Just where did that gun come from? Oops! It's, it was it was only a matter of time before I betrayed you. Curse my sudden but inevitable betrayal. Because like, okay, so they got rocket yeah. launchered. I could not tell who rocket launchered them. The yeah, one, one of the baddies like saw Sharon go into the crate, like uh, into the container, like after yeah. them. It's not entirely yeah. clear what his plan but, was. But um, so they're like, <gasps> this is so funny. They're scrambling. This is they're, so funny. <laughs> they are so not in sync. Bucky and Sam are not like Sharon's over there not... being like oh all confident. And you're supposed to go left. You, know, I... like, you were supposed to go left. Have you ever seen a movie? <laughs> really, Sam? Really? <laughs> Do you think Bucky has seen a movie? <laughs> when? When did Bucky watch movies? In Wakanda? In 1941. Uh, <laughs> he probably did watch the movies Sam, in Wakanda. Man, Sam yeah. needs to bring him home like one day and just do like the bit from um from Hot Fuzz and he like show him his mm-hmm. movie collection and just be like, Come on, let's watch Lethal Weapon. You and me. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're like, Oh my god, we lost Zemo. And Zemo's like, He puts on the mask. I'm gonna go up on the roof. And it's like, Oh my god, he's gonna betray them. Nope, he's just going to blow up the gas line and take out a whole bunch of dudes while they're yeah. fighting yeah. with each other. Yeah. That was Turns out he's very good at this. Yeah. I mean, who would have yeah, thought Sokovian Special Ops? And then he finds a car. 
Get it, losers. We're killing super soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, the, the to top it all off, you're not going to move your seat forward, are you? And Sharon's like, all right, well, get me my pardon. Bye. And then a driver comes to get her. Yeah. And we, we have serious problems. I'll tell you, I'll fill you in on the way. Sharon, my dear. Okay, Sharon. Who are you working for? What, what's going on here? Serious problems with selling art? Mm. Or, you know, the amount that she freaked out about Nagel being shot? Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Sharon, do you have that fancy, fancy high town apartment because you work with the power broker? Or you are the Sharon. power broker. Mm. That was my question, too. Like, maybe. no doubt. Yeah. I believe in Sharon Carter. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Legit. Uh, I, I'm like I go back and forth. I hope not. I'm like I'm not fully sold. I'm not fully sold, but I think she might be connected. Oh yeah, I think she's definitely like a lieutenant or something in that in that hierarchy. But. Uh, <laughs> is this uh, is this when we get um, Walker and what's his face? Yeah. Well, no. First, we get took back to Carly. Okay. And um, and yeah. the other super soldier. Outside of um, yeah the 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 GRC oh, GRC yeah. headquarters in Riga, um, and then we find out they both had ended up in Madripoor. Um, the guy whose name is Dovich, um, he was working mob security in Madripoor at the time that Carly went there, which she ended up there after everyone started to come back and she got displaced. And apparently, she she refers to Madani as Mama Donia, so it sounds like she might have been like at least a mother figure. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. It sounds from their conversation like the power broker is someone who came to prominence after the blip. That would make sense. So within the last six months. I mean, I imagine like the power broker is kind of like you know, it's like the Dread Pirate Roberts of Madripoor. <laughs> you know, it's like there's a like it's the same name but like different a different person. Maybe maybe. The name. Yeah. Good night, Sharon. Good work. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. <laughs> As you wish. <laughs> the um that actor, um I think his first name is Desmond. Pretty active on Twitter. Um yeah. He posted a really, really neat thread about the day that they were about well, filming this in general and about what Captain America meant to him. Um and like Ooh. Uh, I retweeted it the other day, and it's really it's such a great thread. And the and the end of the thread, he, he um, mentions that one of the one of the set the production set guys um, pulled out like you know they have binders of like random things for reference and everything, and grabbed like a paint chip that had come off of one of Cap's shields and gave it to him to put in his phone so that he always had a piece of Cap's shield with him. Um, I'll find the Twitter oh. thread. I'll, tw- I'll find the Twitter thread and throw it back up um, at the top of my page, and I'll, I'll we'll try to get it on the True Believers Twitter. But it's a really great thread, and I would re- encourage everybody to read it. But yeah, and then we go to Cap and Battlestar in the same prison. Be like, so, so uh, Sam and Bucky were here. Okay, they were here, and now we need to not be here. But we can't. Bl- we can't. We can't accuse them of being here. So we're going to do things our way. 
And, and oh yeah, and like Battlestar's like, we're gonna get in trouble for that. And it's like, if we get it you done, you really think they're gonna sweat us on the how? Is what John said. Which, to be fair, is exactly how Steve worked. I mean, that's pretty much, you know, like they they often mm. did not care. You know, the Avengers haven't really cared about the authority. It's like, oh, we got to do the right thing. Let's do the right thing. And they're, nobody's gonna care as long as we get it done right. I would think the you know. You know, Captain, you know, John Walker, Captain America being under the purview of the U.S. Army might change things a little bit. I'm also thinking, okay, Machiavelli. Yeah, we got one shithead who's helping for to do good things and another shithead who's not. We have two shitheads. Count them. One, two. <laughs> two shitheads. <laughs> um. So they're back on Zemo's plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam has Torres start looking into Donya Madani. Sam is tired. He, he is. Sam exhausted. is just really freaking tired. <laughs> this has been a hard day for it's Sam. It's been a long few days. Maybe Sam thinks he made a mistake giving the shield back. Should have destroyed it. How? Yeah. And Bucky is like, bitch, you said what? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it for myself before I let you do that. Rawr! Yeah. But no, that's a good question, Chris. How do you destroy that shield? <laughs> you use a Thanos weapon, huh? You have to throw it into Mount Doom, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you just get the eagles to do it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One does not simply walk into Madripoor. Yeah. Except they did. Except that's exactly <laughs> what they did. They walked across the bridge into Madripoor. <laughs> well, technically they drove into the city yeah, proper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they flew to get there Semantic. but Sam yeah. is also really riled up like you know he called Isaiah the subject yeah. like like he wasn't even a person yep. how many people need to get steamrolled for this hunk of metal and Zemo is just sitting there in the back like <laughs> it's working <laughs> be able to pull their strings there are some strings on you okay and I know, I know this is like not the moment to talk about it but like the mask does not look as stupid as the mask c- could look. Yeah. Mask? No, the mask looked good when he wore it. It looked good. <laughs> yeah, Zemo's, Zemo's, ma- mask. Zemo's mask looks way better than the Flag Smasher's masks. Like, I hate their yeah. masks. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Flag Smasher masks are basically just like hockey masks yeah. that they painted and put red hands on. It's yeah. like the red hand of Sauron, basically. Oh, they're red to me. They kind of look like something else. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah they're just ugly. Um, but but yeah. Zemo's mask, that's pretty cool. We we make fun of Zemo for being purple sock face <laughs> all the time. But, I, I mean, this goes to like a, the history. Like the MCU has pretty much always been able to take like a hideous looking costume from the comics and make it into something that works. Yeah. Like I just so. I just hope at some point he gets a bucket of paste spilled on his head and he can't take the stupid thing off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get revenge on Captain America for this glue accident. But that rubber cement? <laughs> Literally. His first appearance. <laughs> but uh, Torres calls back and says that um, Donya Madani was in a camp in Riga, Latvia, and she is dead. I... And Zemo hears Latvia and he's like, I have a place we can stay. And I'm like, of course you do. What? So one thing that made just made me chuckle, right? So there's so when, he, when Sam's talking about like, oh, they were in Riga and then says Latvia, and then I think he also says, like, that's in Eastern Europe. I'm like, <laughs> don't need to tell Zemo and Bucky 
Zemo and Bucky know where that is. <laughs> I understand that a lot of viewers might not. He's being pretty Captain America himself. Yes. <laughs> you're 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 pretty America centric, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised. You know, at some point he's gonna be like, I need a translator. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, of course Zemo of course has a place. Of course you have a place to say. I know a place. Oh, this 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 entire episode has been Sam and Bucky getting a sugar daddy to fund their, <laughs> their quest. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, it's been so great. A sugar daddy who totally doesn't expect anything in return. I promise. I just really mm-hmm. like you. And let me buy you these things. <laughs> I I just really want to kill the super no, soldier. There's no <laughs> expectation of anything in return from you, Sam. Here, put these heels on. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, AO3, do your thing. <laughs> and so then we have, you know, the raid of the GRC <sighs> building where they took six months of supplies. And there's part of me that's just like, yes, it's six months of supplies. and But there you also have to walk this fine line of like giving everyone everything at once and ensuring that there is a supply yeah. as time it's goes on. It's almost like we learned lessons about this in the last... 12 months about what supply lines do yeah. and so logistics is not as simple logistics. as like oh my god they've got six months of food in this building when we we should get it out and make sure we give it to everybody all at once and then f- a couple months later hey how come we don't have any food yeah it's like oh wait the diseases didn't all go away and we need antibiotics four months later for other illnesses? Uh, oops and and, and i mean like I, i'm you know these guys seem to be uh you know pretty capable and pretty well prepared but they don't know everything they don't know what i mean like just because there's six months of, st- of st- uh, six months worth of stuff in this one place doesn't mean that that stuff is going to just sit there for six months it can right. be getting shifted be a- out and move it's yeah. just a staging area and it, I, right ugh, whatever that's what logistics wow, do you is mean they're, they're possibly short-sighted yeah yeah yeah, pretty short-sighted. Our, our, our like, flag smashers are a little and, and, like I feel for them. I do. And that but was bad enough, like, but then, mm-hmm. but then, but then, and then they're like, "Hey, Carly, aren't you going to use your car? No, uh, no, she's going to use her car to blow up the building with people in it. Put on your seatbelt, kaboom! Because that's yeah. the only language these Which people understand. Does not seem down for Dovich or Dovich. No, he did. Sure. He seemed he seemed taken aback by it. He was not yeah, expecting that. He wasn't that. expecting it. He didn't. He didn't seem. I mean, when it comes down to it, she'll probably convince him that it was fine, and he'll probably go along right. with it, and he's probably not gonna, you know, turn on her or anything. But uh, that was definitely one of those things where it's like, oh, isn't she sweet? And like, you know, this is maybe oh. maybe she's the good guys. It's like, no, you just murdered like a couple dozen people, and yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, I kind of felt like that was coming. Yeah. From her speech in the last yeah, episode, yeah. like uh, you know, it was like somebody was like, "Cool motive, still murder," except yeah. not, not even really a cool motive. I'm like, it's just you, whatever. It's a motive, yeah. Still murder, <laughs> motive, still murder. Um, <sighs> so then, uh, our final scene: Zemo is escorting Sam and Bucky to his place in Riga. Mm-hmm. And Bucky's like, uh, I'm gonna take a walk, guys. <laughs> Have some fun. Gonna make some mistake. Oh. Gonna make a cardinal mistake and not tell you guys what I'm doing. Ooh, what is this delightful metal ball that I just what? found on the ground? Hmm. Oh, there's another and one. And what is this other one of you? Follow the, follow the trail of of little metal bottles. And they're clearly, you know, the kimono beads. That's what they call them. Beads. Yeah. And he's like, I was wondering when you'd show up. 
And it was Io! Yes! Miss, move or you will be moved. And again, again, they immediately brought in the Black Panther music. Immediately. Yeah. And I was so yes. happy. Pretty good, pretty good. The one thing that bothered me is the caption said she was speaking Wakandan. And I'm like, no, that's actually a real language she's speaking. Um, I'm probably going to have this, but it's... Shok- what? Uh, Shoksa? Shoksa. It's like... It's, it has an X. It's a, it's a click, yeah. It has that click in it. I'm like, I've been trying to practice it, but I'm not very good at it. But it is a real language. Mm. Yep. It is not Wakandan. Unlike, unlike Zemo oh. and his weird Sokovian. <laughs> oh, I wonder if they could... I wonder if they have, like, somebody in charge of the Sokovian language for, like, those instances where, like, Wanda has, like, you know, like, she sang, like, that one song, mm-hmm. like, whether there's any through line and connection there or whether it's just like make up some sounds you'll be fine <laughs> i mean a lot of the languages in that area are very similar i have mm. a co-worker or had a co-worker who who was from slovakia and she says most of the languages uh, most of the slavic languages if you speak one of them you can at least understand right what everyone else is saying <laughs> yeah she speaks six languages that's cool. Most of them are Slavic. Well, that makes sense. But also, this just kind of reminds me of the... They set this up in the beginning of the episode. They're like, uh, Z- Sam was saying, like, Zemo bombed the UN. He killed King T'Challa. Yeah, they're not going to uh, forget that. Do you think the Wakandans forgot no, about no, that? No, 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 it's fine. Questions. Of course they didn't. <laughs> Chekhov, Chekhov's reference to Wakanda. I don't... They don't seem to handle well, King murdering very yeah. well. Wakanda's kind of hold grudges for a really long yeah. time, like Claw, for example. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah. So I think the next episode's going to be interesting. Yeah. So I think we'd uh, we'd mentioned in the I think we talked about it in the last episode um, about like you know it's like how is Sam going to get the shield from away from uh, from John Walker. And uh, Scott uh, Carelli brought up a good point in the Discord that, uh, you know, where there's a lot of great discussion, you guys should join us on there if you haven't already, um, that uh, introducing IO and getting Wakanda back into this provides an avenue and opportunity for that, for Sam to have a new shield made of his very own. And that way you can yeah. have the shield versus the shield. And, oh! Because th- not, hap- not enough happened with John Walker in this episode to make me think that he's going to die before the end. Or that he's going to like right. lose, and that no. somebody that Sam's going to pick right. up the same shield. So it would make yeah. sense, and it would give you an opportunity to have like shield versus shield, and have Sam have a chance to fight, you know, Walker slash the Department of Defense slash the system. Uh, and that seems like a clash mm-hmm. that they're you know building towards. So, and I feel like Sam would be more likely to pick up a shield if it didn't have the weight of Steve's legacy attached to. It. Yeah, I think that's something about like. Our symbols can change. We get really attached to things from the past, but sometimes we need to let those things go, no matter how important they are, and build something new. Mm-hmm. You know, let it die, kill it if you have to. Yeah, we got like thirty something different versions <laughs> of the same of uh, of the U.S. flag. You know, it has, it's it's been updated yeah. a lot. Yeah, as things should be. You know. I I literally have no idea what to expect next week. I'm enjoying that aspect yeah. of it though, like. I Mephisto confirmed. <laughs> I personally would like more angry Sharon with the angry boys. 
please. <laughs> that would be nice. Yes, give me more angry Sharon. But I just like, it is kind of a relief to not feel as like rabidly waiting for the next yeah. episode as I felt during WandaVision. For me, a part of that is like, this is being told in a much more standard way as yeah. far as like storytelling. It makes more sense. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we don't have as many questions like with WandaVision. Every episode was like its own self-contained episode, but it all connected and it was also weird. So, of course, we were like rabbit for it. Ah! Um, but yeah, this is it's nice to watch the episodes and when they come out. But I'm not like, ooh, I should stay awake till three o'clock in the morning to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that about wraps us up for today. If you enjoyed our episode, please leave us a five-star rating, a thoughtful review, or subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy the sound of me and Chris's voice, you should listen to us on Geek by Night, also on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And if you only like my voice, which is possible, you could listen to me on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, where I talk about the live-action 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies one minute at a time, except for the third one, we should talk about three minutes at a time, because it's not as good as the first two. Cool. You should be giving disclaimers at the end of um, at the end of uh, oh, all the legal bits. Lottery commercials. I should. I should. Should. Not valid. We're prohibited. If you have a gambling problem, contact blah 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 blah. Yeah, I could do that. You would write. You write it down. I'll. If there's anything that the dueling genre family would like to have amended appended to the end of an episode, just give it to me. I'll read it really fast and nice. Cool. Uh, as stuff. usual, check out our Patreon and. Until next time, if you're going to do crime, do it in Madripoor. Where it's not crime. No, it's just, you know, fun. Excelsior.